Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Nobody's Listening to This Music Podcast podcast. I'm Andrew. And I'm Eric. And today we're talking about Cellar. Nice, dude. The Cellar. The Cellar. No, Down it's Cellar. It's Basement. Yeah. Uh, promise Everything. Uh-huh. This came out in 2016. I have? Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. That makes more sense to me. On Spotify, it says 2017, but I think that's because it's the deluxe version. Yeah. And and then I was like, that's kind of close to their next album in 2018, but... Yeah, it uh, 1-29-2016 is when it came out. Gotcha. Yeah, that sounds about right to me. So, I was real into the basement record with the the person with the backpack on. Right. That's, that's I think that's one. the one. Yeah, I think so. So that's like that. You know that that is interesting to me. So that the one with the backpack. You know, like you said, that's kind of the one. Um, that was huge. That makes me think of like Tumblr. That photo yeah. is Tumblr. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I agree. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure I heard a lot of that album with you listening to it, and yeah. just like, um, you know, whatever. But so that's also pre hiatus. So it's like they put out that one, got really big at least in a certain community, put out another album the next year, and then went on hiatus for like three or four years. Which is crazy to me. Yeah, like I wonder what that was about. I Maybe we could dive into the, the reasoning there and find that out in a Wikipedia part later today. But, yeah. Um, it just seems kind of silly to be like, okay, we made it, but I quit. A year in, yeah. Like, maybe they weren't making enough money or something and had to get, like, jobs for a second, or... But... Yeah, that's probably pretty likely. Everybody, maybe there was, like, uh, like waning interests Yeah, already. maybe somebody went to college or something. That happens. That happens quite often. Yeah, totally. Um, but this record is... Know what it really reminds me of? It reminds me of... When my dad would see a band on Palladia. Okay. And go, ah, I just don't like it. Okay. Like, they're too <laughs> British for him for some reason. Right, right, right. They are very British. There's, like, even just guitar parts that are like, whoa, that's so British sounding. Yeah, it's like the chord choices. Uh-huh. There's some, like, very Oasis chord choices on this record. There are... There's a few moments, melodies too, and stuff that, uh, you know, when we when we come to it, I'm I'm sure I'll I'll point them out. The stuff that I was thinking are very Oasis sounding. Yeah, um, I think this is really on par for what Run for Cover was doing at the time. Yeah. So this comes that out, sounds about right. This comes out three years after Daylight puts out um, Jar. Sorry, Super yeah. Heaven puts out Jar. Uh huh. Um, and that's like kind of in in line with this stuff. And they're a run for cover band, right? Um, and then Citizen, around the same time, is also putting out uh -huh. Youth on Run for Cover. Yeah. So like it, it, this label was just really pushing this sound at the time. 
that's in yeah that makes a lot of sense that that was all the same label um because yeah this very much occupies that space for me and i think that's part of why i wasn't into it when you were originally into it too right i'm sure in 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 all the episodes where we've talked about bands like that like balancing composure too like it is like um uh, a mature sound where yeah. when I'm like 16 or 17, I was def I definitely needed more like kind of hooky poppy type uh, stuff like that. But that that also is like this album. I feel like this is one of those bands where a lot of times I just watch like I feel like I've gotten into probably in like the last year or so. Um, but a big part of that is just singles and like full sets. They're one of those bands where I just kind of watch a set of theirs. Yeah. Um, and um, so this album is, like, less, like, heavy and sad than I thought originally. Like, when I kind of dove into it, I was like, oh, there's actually a lot more kind of, like, hooky-poppy stuff. Um, yeah, they're doing the thing where they have, like, a guitar tuned in standard, but uh-huh. then they're playing the the shape that you would normally play on a drop D guitar yeah. to be like a gigantic power chord. Right. Right. The, the double, the double index finger. No. Yeah. Thing. It's like barring the E and a, and then doing the, doing the fifth those, on the D. Those are cool. That's a cool chord. Yeah. That, I like that. It's like, it's got some like weird tension to it. Yeah. It's weird that it works. Like, yeah, it, I've noticed it works more in some places on the neck than it does on other places. Yeah, like it works low pretty well. It works really good at like the second fret. Big time, yeah. That's and that's the spot for it, I think. It's like second fret and then um, fifth fret, I feel like, work really good too. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Earlier, t- earlier today, I was telling you that I'm going to like try to demo out some, some stuff today. And I just remembered there was a song I wrote like months ago that had that on the second fret, that chord. And nice. now I forget what it sounds like at all, but I remember really liking it. And now I'm going to try to go find that. Yeah. It's there's, you have to have like a bunch of really good chords around it, yeah. but it's a very nice chord as like an, like an auxiliary kind of like tension chord. Yeah, it adds some color. Um, also, just really easy to grab. Yeah, totally. Very, e- very easy shape to grab. Yeah, that way you don't lose your grip. Nice. That's the name of the song right now. Absolutely nailed it. Check that out, dude. Are you kidding me? I think listening to bands like this is where my, like identity as like a guitar player really started to show through because i was like i think so i was like oh okay yeah just like the chord choices and the strumming and stuff like the other day uh you texted me and you were like oh like this is like the way that i write like these chords are like this is all the and i was like yeah i I feel like this is really like the type of thing that you you listen to and kind of your style of like writing and stuff um yeah, it was listening to... It, I think legitimately what it was, um, the person that like really put me on to like writing very simple but effective songs was watching yeah. Northernmost play. And I was gotcha. like, wow, he's like kind of nailing it. 
Yeah. And then I what asked him crazy, like what he yeah. listened to, and he was uh-huh. like, "Oh, I listened to like Balance and Composure a lot." And I was like, "Okay, let me just listen uh-huh. to all of that now." <laughs> oh, okay. Let me adopt that as my full persona now. Thanks. Exactly. <laughs> um, totally. Yeah, that's funny. It just it feels really good to write music like this because it's like it hits kind of heavy, but also like can be very hooky. Yeah, totally. Um, um. <clears throat> do you think that is seller like? Um, is that a Massachusetts term or like a Northeast kind of term? That's interesting. Um, I think it's interchangeable because um, Ronnie Radke is from Arizona or like New Mexico. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was thinking too. I was like, oh, where are they from though? Because there's that song Cellar Door. Yeah. And they use cellar. I think it's a different thing. I think a basement and a cellar are two different things. I want to say, I want to say basement is like what we know in New England as like a full sunk. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, And then I want to say a cellar is like where like your head barely clears and it's almost like Mm. a crawl space. Right. Yeah. Because then there's like a uh, like a wine cellar. Like, yeah, that's that's a universal term or a root cellar. Oh, yeah, that sounds nuts. Do you ever watch Teen Wolf, the TV show? No, you always tried to get me to watch it like while it was on, and I just yeah, yeah. It's funny that I think that show I started to watch in like maybe like season three, like when season three was coming out. I like got on it. Yeah, that was still when I lived in Massachusetts, and it it already felt like I was so late to the party on it. But um, I really liked that at the time. Yeah, I remember watching. Like, I remember when it came out, and I was like, oh, this is yeah. pretty cool. And then I saw some of the VFX, and I was like, okay, I'm out. Yeah, yeah. You lost like, me at bad werewolf transformation. Right. Yeah, it's a little rough early on. Um, but there's there's a whole thing with, like, a root cellar kind of thing. Like, I feel like a whole season, that was, like, a really important location in the show. You just made me think of. That's um, interesting. <clears throat> I yeah. haven't ever seen it. Maybe I'll watch all of it. Yeah, that'd be cool. Can Maybe you, I'll rewatch it at the like, same time. Can you find it anywhere? Like, is it a thing that's, like, available? I think it's on Amazon Prime. That's going to be a no for me then, dog. <laughs> yeah. It used to be on Netflix for a while, but, man, don't you hate it when shows, like, move platforms? Yeah, especially when it's to, like, like Amazon Prime or, like, HBO yeah. Go. Like, the more kind of, like, yeah... Totally. It's because there's like nothing else on HBO Go I want to watch. So right. I'm, I'm not going to get it. Totally. Yeah, I feel that. Um, so I actually just brought up their Wikipedia. Um, and so this says, before the release of their second album, Car- Color Me in Kindness, the band announced the height. Oh, don't you hate it? Oh, my God. I hate this, actually. So a lot of times I'll see like in an article or something an historical event have you ever seen this an historical mm. where people on their on their wikipedia it says announced an hiatus and you use an when the next word it starts with a vowel right but it but sounds also it sounds clunky it. otherwise right but a hiatus 
like a hiatus sounds kind of i think it's i think it's you use an when there's a vowel sound coming but you think an h is a vowel sound hi hi like, i guess it's <laughs> i don't know I, a, a hiatus sounds kind of a hiatus. You, but do you really say and when they were went on an an hiatus? No, I definitely say they went on a hiatus. But then I'd feel right. S- I'd f- I'd definitely do one of those things where I corrected myself twenty times after I said it, and like kind of really uh, uh, a a hiatus. What is that? Na n- a hiatus. Anyway, yeah. dude, <clears throat> this song submission. Mm-hmm. Sounds like it's the fucking opening to a FIFA game. <laughs> this is a menu to in FIFA. Song. Yes, yes, yeah. Wow, that's a good call. That's very funny. Um, You're just like cycling through menus, just kind of like building your guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this could be on like Madden 06. Like, yeah, just fucking <laughs> picking your playbook. Yeah, that's hilarious. All right, here, this is John Madden. Uh, we're going to yeah. get down into the game. <laughs> yeah, it fades down. That's funny, dude. Here they come um, for the coin toss. <laughs> for coin toss. I don't fucking but, know. I don't know how John Madden talked. It was like really like yeah. gravelly, right? It was that but I gravelly. You know what? Hey, it's, what? it's John Madden, and here, here we are I today. I don't think that's what he sounds like at all. That's hilarious. Um,. <laughs> Uh, you it's know what got, announcer it's voice I it's gotta be close. what announcer voice I hate is the ESPN guy. I would always hear that voice on like uh like so the Red Sox you know play on Nesson, but every once in a while, especially like when they played the Yankees or whatever like a big game, it would go to ESPN, and mm-hmm. I think ESPN has had like the same baseball announcer for like the entire time the MLB has existed, and I like really don't like that guy's voice, and. Uh, Anyway, uh, so they announced a hiatus before their second album came out. Um, the group revealed that the break was due to a number of personal commitments, in quotes. Color Me Kindness was released on October 23rd, and blah, blah, blah. Mid-November, the band played their final shows. Can you imagine a month after a second album comes out? Uh, oh, let's look at this. Oh, okay. Guitarist Alex Henry later revealed it was due to vocalist Andrew Fisher wishing to become a certified teacher. This required Fisher to return to school for a period of a year and a half. The drummer, his brother, was graduating from art school, and the rest of the members were working on their respective careers. That all, oh, and Henry, meanwhile, was working as a videographer in Boston, Massachusetts. Yeah, for Run, for, Run for, for, Cover. for Cover. Yeah, the, the guitar player uh, worked at Run for Cover. I do know that. Oh. I used to watch in- Run for Cover videos, and there would always be a British guy, and they'd ask him questions. No. And he'd be like, oh, doi, 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 doi. And, and that's like, in Massachusetts, Whoa. even? Yeah, Run for Covers in Boston. What? That makes... That connects a lot of dots for me right there. Also, this song... This is definitely my favorite song on the album. Oversized? This is one of my favorite... Yeah. This is one of my favorite songs in general. It's very... There's something very magical t- about it to me. Um, the, the chorus. It's like... Clean part. Yeah. It's so, like, subdued and, like, just very minimal... It's like, I always say like, or not always, I don't know, but I think there's like a certain thing to like a band getting later in their career where they can really just strip back. And it's like 
really cool to like have like crazy wild stuff like on earlier albums or whatever and like loud and like whoa this is so nuts but then it's like really shows like masterful songwriting when it's like this is like there's like nothing happening in this song and it's like super sick but right when i uh <clears throat> when i when i hear it it makes me think of last year when i went to massachusetts i think you were i think we hung out on the first day i was there and remember we Probably. like went out to lunch and stuff and it was like really like super gloomy out yeah it was like me you and tyler yeah and it, yeah and i think i was even like do you guys like basement i like this song i was listening to this song yesterday so like when i think of this song i think of that day uh and it was like just kind of a it was june but it was very gloomy and it was like a little cold and stuff and uh very fitting to that type of mood i also like the lyrics it makes me think of like like they're on tour or something and it's about like a long distance kind of or sometimes long distance relationship or something yeah this i can't really place what this reminds me of good short too good middle of the record song very i think for me the record kind of really starts here yeah, you really like blinded by. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know yeah, that already. You really like this song. I do, I do. This is the when I was like, oh, Oasis. Um, there's that chord again. Yeah, totally. Damn, I'm gonna use that chord, dude. Um, <laughs> it's a good like big chord, but you know how like when we used to write stuff. And, like, we would do, like, almost, like, a super, like, I think what a chord that you would use a lot was, like, because it was drop D, though, it was, like, one finger would be way up here. You'd do, like, a kind of a power chord on the first two strings mm -hmm. and then also add, like, fifths I way used, down I here. used to add octaves down there, too, yeah. There's yeah, also it, there's also mm -hmm. the you bar the two top strings and do the, yeah. like, reverse, uh, reverse tritone thing. Uh, gee. Oh, I, yeah, I like that one. This one? Uh-huh, uh, let's see it. Yeah, this right here. Oh, yeah. We should... <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, it's like a, a bar chord with an upside-down staircase under it. That. Does that come up on the mic? On... It, came, it must, right? Came up in, uh, came up in the dock. Okay. But, um... Oh, what was I going to say? I don't know. But yeah, I was watching a couple interviews with them recently, and they do talk about Oasis a decent amount. And one of the guitarists, I've noticed, has a very extensive uh, vintage band t-shirt collection. And he yep. has a bunch of cool Oasis ones. That's cool. The one that lived could, in Boston, I guess. I could, look, I could like imagine that my dad has an Oasis shirt or two. Oh, man, I bet they're sick. My dad has like band tees like from the eighties that he still just recreationally wears. Yeah, that's sick. Even though they're worth like a lot of money now. That's the best. That like he just genuinely went to that show and he wears it and it's distressed looking, but it's because he had it in it's, it's because it's his. It's because he mows yeah. the lawn in it every now and then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was I feel like I've said this on the podcast before, but there one time I I forget if it was like a tweet or an interview or something, but like John, there's John Mayer was like, it's funny that we like buy these very expensive vintage t-shirts and treat it as like one of our nice shirts. 
and like wash it a certain way and won't wear it to bed. But in reality, it got the way it is because everybody Somebody beat the fuck it. out of it. Yeah, every three days and wore it to bed every time they wore it. <laughs> That's why the neck is stuff. stretched. <laughs> yeah, like and beyond like, repair. Yeah, it's like, oh, you gotta hang this just right now. Like, you must hang it just so. Uh huh. But so, also just reading that one paragraph from from their Wikipedia that really did a lot for me, and also reading the drummer. Um graduated from art school because so I think he does their album art um at least some of it like nice. this painting this painting I think is him uh and he also did the um story so far self-titled album cover oh did he yeah I'm pretty sure I kn- it, I'm I think it's somebody from this band and I'm assuming it's him since he went to art school um yo but, oh my god do you want to you want to put your fist through a fucking window i'd love to google the story so far and then look at what it says under their name uh proper dose oh oh, pop pop band pop band (laughs) dude what excuse me that's funny not even rock they don't get american rock band they don't get american American rock rock band. band they get pop band Wow, that's kind of crazy. I bet I bet even like 21 Pilots is a uh, rock band. <laughs> yeah, let's see. Oh, musical duo. Musical duo, okay. American musical duo. Okay, yeah. I don't know. That's funny. Um, but yeah, respect that they that they did the hiatus to like pursue careers and then like decided you know let's let's get back to the band thing yeah i think that's cool and i like i like what what they do now i think that's cool um that's kind of sick like that's kind of best of both worlds kind of thing you know i agree um (laughs) i like this like pedal madness here the uh the like turning the time on the delay too high yeah Uh uh-huh Ooh, this part. The oscillation. I wrote this before for sure. (laughs) 100%. My favorite thing ever when writing music is to put my hand in a place on the fretboard Uh and only move my index finger around to change the root of the chord. Yeah, get that, what's it called? Like a diminished kind of sound? Yeah. My camera's just deciding not to work, so... Um, I've noticed that. What was I going to say? Yeah, no. This record does actually kind of rip from top to bottom, huh? Yeah, it does rip. I did I did dishes while I was listening to it the first time through. Nice. That's a good time to listen to music, I think. I agree. Um, oh, Promise Every... The title track is very good, too. What was I going to say? Um... Oh, how how often do you think people go to art school for like fine art and painting? I don't know. That's how a often good do you think that happens? Like some of the time for sure. Cuz I I'm imagining if you're like I'm going to go to art school, I'm going to go for photography, makes sense, applicable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Graphic design, very applicable. Uh-huh. 
especially yeah. in this this digital age that we're living in, 3D Very art. Much so. Yeah. A lot of people animate stuff in 3D. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't imagine so, being like, I'm going to go to art school and then paint. You know what's funny? Yeah, okay, now I see this, the statement you're trying to make there, and I fully agree. And, like, I think that there's really something to, like, it's because, like, fine art, like, painting is kind of, like, it feels like such an organic, like, expression that is, right. like, very much your own thing. And it's, like, well... Because I, I remember, like, I took art all through school, big time in high school. You know this. And, like, but even then I was like, well, I'm not going to. I like this and I'm good at this, you know, to whatever extent I am. But I don't think I can make a career out of painting. Right. And, like, you got to be, like, incredible or, like, very, it, well, definitely incredible. Like, technically really sound. And I would think almost, like, if you're going to go to art school for painting, it's either to, like, really get like photorealistically good yeah or like you have such a vision of your own style like this dude's style is very much it's very specific um yeah and uh and yeah so then i decided to not go to art school even though i was way more passionate about art than marine biology what um yeah it just but i can see like getting like going to school for like fine art as yeah. like a a way for you to understand yeah like ev like everything in art right everything that that goes into it for you then uh -huh. to apply it to something else yeah totally yeah and then it, i ended up after years going for film but that felt more like i could get a job doing that but i did end up kind of doing art school just like 5 years after i should have yeah i mean i feel like in a way, I mean, maybe it's just because I know more about what you end up doing after college with it. Yeah. That I'm like, oh, this makes more sense to do as a career. Like, maybe there's some big thing that I'm just, like, not getting with uh -huh. painting. Yeah. I guess to also be this dude, like, it seems like that he also had a cool thing going musically or whatever. He seems just like a creative dude or something. This song, Halo, feels like sort of a companion piece to Oversized. Yeah, I can see that in a way. It's got, like, I think the first chord is pretty similar. So whenever it comes on, I'm like, oh, Oversized again. And then it's just a little different. The third chord in the progression mm -hmm. is really making me feel some sort of way. Big time, yeah. I can't really place it. It's like... The chord isn't wrong, but it it's it feels wrong in a way. Gotcha. It's adding That's tension in a new and fun way that I wouldn't imagine doing it. That's exciting. Cause there on that third chord, I would try to create tension, but even then it would like almost resolve a little bit, and then the chord after uh -huh. that would fully resolve it. E but they're not doing that, they're just kinda quitting they're, there no they're like they are doing four chords they're doing like oh. first chord sounds good and you're like second chord okay this is we're going somewhere third chord big tension you're like where yep. where is this going mm -hmm. then they hit that fourth chord and you're like oh well i guess that makes sense gotcha yeah big time <clears throat> i feel like these this one and oversized also use very different like tones 
than the rest of the album. Yeah, I've noticed that. The guitar tone doesn't seem very static on the record. It seems uh, seems sort of yeah. kind of all over the place. They're using some yeah, that's fuzzy cool. stuff, some heavy overdrive stuff, a lot of clean, a lot of mm-hmm. fun chorus stuff. I feel like that's like a cool thing to do where like a lot of kind of like scene bands, for, for lack of a better term, I feel like sort of just will dial in a tone and like keep it for the album and it's like kind of like one speed one sound kind of like this is this album this is the guitar sound for this album right but then like when i think more just like a a general sort of rock band kind of like uh i don't know i feel like dude this uh like uh, uh, i don't know yeah there's a lot of tones to, to halfway finish that thought this song though really reminds me of something and i can't put my finger on it no matter how much i listen to it but i can't tell if it makes me think of like like a almost like a, a weezer song or like a 90s song or oh like, that's something i meant to mention i watched yeah yeah, yeah i watched a too. documentary once yeah from basement when they were on tour with weezer dude yeah i was watching that the other day crazy and they're like, just on tour with Weezer, and the Pixies, and like, the Pixies, and, and it's and not even like. It's so funny how much it, they were like. I we can tell everybody in the crowd like doesn't want us to be there. Yeah, but we <laughs> yeah. go all every night and do it anyways because they obviously want to watch the Pixies or yeah, like it's that is insane that it's Weezer. like there's no middle there's not like it's it's like a. Like Weezer Pixies, that sounds like a co-headliner. Like, yeah. or what are they switching off nights of headliners or something? Yeah. And it's like one opener, and that's it's basement. basement. Like, and <laughs> basement, basement is going up there, being like punchy as hell. Yeah. And like all the dads I, in the crowd are like, yeah, I could yeah. do, I could do without this. Uh huh. Like, yeah. Like, are they? They must have been like playing doors. Like, maybe like some dates had. But it's arenas too. There's no local opener on an yeah, arena there's no, tour. There's like, no doors on an arena. Yeah, it's that's crazy. There's dude. everybody is, gets in, the lights go down, the stage opens, and then basement comes out and just starts going. Uh huh. And everybody's like, "Who are these fucking guys?" And then, <laughs> and then, uh, and then bass was like, "All right, pick it up." And they're like, "Yeah, I'm sitting." Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny too. Like, uh, there was like one shot in that where like you see the crowd as chairs, like in like the general admission like right pit area. You're like, like okay. And I like guess the audience of like maybe like a Weezer tour is a sitting crowd at this point in time, but like that's I, always goofy to me. I can't imagine going to a sitting show. The last sitting show Especially I went on, to was uh-huh. when I saw Heart, Cheap Trick, and Journey. When I was like twelve, that's so funny. Yeah, yeah. I don't understand a sitting show. Like, are you seeing stand up? Are you seeing comedy right now? Like, you don't. Especially, I think the the only sitting show I can think of going to is Blink in Massachusetts, like four years ago, maybe. Yeah, and even then, there is like, like a pit area. Right. I I happened to be sitting because I bought really cheap seats. You but, bought nosebleeds. Um, yeah, but yeah, the the pit is is standing like, so that's funny. Yeah, I don't. 
very hard for me to to recognize that. I, I oh, have I ever talked to you about going to the Boom Boom Huck Jam? <laughs> Maybe I know that yeah, it's like a Tony Hawk like demo thing, right? So yeah, Tony Hawk put together basically a Nitro Circus before Nitro Circus. Right. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. they would set up a super pipe. This is before mm-hmm. Mega Ramps. Mega Ramps didn't exist yet. Okay. Showing my age. Yeah, aging um, yourself. But then around them, so on uh-huh. either side of the stadium, I'm talking monster trucks. Just burr, right, right. Just like driving over stuff like burr, fucking. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, then just dudes on dirt bikes, just freestyle yeah. back doing backflips, and then like fire. And then also uh, social distortion playing. There you go. There you go, dude. Social distortion just, up on like a mezzanine. It was that's just hilarious. It was like the most. It sounds like a fucking cartoon. That yeah, I was gonna. That sounds like when Tony Hawk was on The Simpsons, and like Bart, like he like basically like adopts Bart or something. Right. <laughs> that's what that sounds like. It just it like. Even when I was there, I remember being like, this is so cool. I was like, this is what live events are like. It's like, yeah, <laughs> that's not what live events are like. This just happened to be like the world's most ridiculous live event. That's hilarious. It smelled like gas in there, though. Let me tell you. <laughs> I, Dude, I, one memory I have I of that it. is how effervescently <laughs> carbon monoxide it smelled like in there. Well, yeah, you passed out. That's why you can't remember anything else. That's right. I probably did fall asleep in the chair. Just like <laughs> fucking carbon monoxide poisoning. Fuck. <laughs> Your tiny little body couldn't handle it, dude. <laughs> I did have um, nosebleeds, but I for something like that, I feel like that's almost better. Yeah. There's no, so yeah, much saw, going on. I saw a monster truck show. Monster trucks came here like a year ago. Um, I can't even was- imagine what's involved in doing that. <laughs> Oh, I yeah. What did they put them on a? They must have come on a boat, right? Or did they like have people here just like build similar things? I don't know. You know what's crazy about that stuff too is like to get dirt into a stadium. That yeah, dude. What? Like where? And then you take you, it out. Where are you getting all this dirt? Or like you know what I think of that too is like like the Vans Park series. You know those skate mm. contests, and it's like they they make like big transition like concrete skate parks and then they like then move them like, from city to city and you're like how like how yeah. are you or doing do they this? do they just do they build it each place and then do they tear it down is I, there like because it's different every year it's not like they use the same park every year like yeah man. i don't know i logistically that seems like a nightmare Log- logistically I, getting monster trucks to hawaii seems yeah so ridiculous it's like all right so here's what we're gonna do we we rented a barge we're gonna put <laughs> yeah. a bunch of monster trucks on it uh also the locals in hawaii don't really ever see something like this so they're probably not <laughs> interested and nobody's gonna show up uh dude it was packed was it was it, crazy. Was it just- i think dude i think they did like three nights i think it was oh it was a big to do it was like a big deal yeah. It was everyone went. I think everybody I know went on it, uh, and I didn't know that everybody was gonna go. I went because my little brother. Like it was like, oh, this would be fun for Edmund. Like right for a, a little a kid, three year old. 
Yeah. And he was just like, watching monster trucks be like, <laughs> yeah, he was stoked, uh. dude. <laughs> and then, uh, but yeah, then I like ended up seeing like a bunch of people like posting pictures that went and like a couple people I know who had kids, but then just like a bunch of other people too. Um, it was funny. That is so funny. Yeah, totally. I can't. Um, oh man. I don't think I ever have then been to something else like that. I mean, I've been to like the Seekonk Speedway like once or twice where they're like I went there once when I was a kid and, like on an oval. Like I guess that's cool. Yeah, the Demolition Derby is the thing I went to. Yeah, I I saw one of those too. Yeah. Dude, I I think I saw you there actually. Uh for the listeners, I looked shocked at the camera just then. Yeah. Yeah. That would fill the just picture that in that dead air there. Yep. <clears throat> and then that so then laugh at that. It was funny. That was a joke. <laughs> yeah, nice. I'll leave room for laughter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Are we putting the deluxe on the episode? Uh unlikely. Yeah, so well right now we're on some acoustic tracks, and then there's one more after this. Um should we skip to our special song? Yeah, sure. Our special guest bonus song? So, so go ahead and introduce it. What what happened? How did, yeah, okay, how did so we couple, end up doing this? A couple weeks ago, I uh, was watching. There's, and I think on the last episode, I was actually mentioning Feet First Productions. That's like um, a YouTube channel that does like sets in the Pennsylvania um, greater area. Maybe just Pennsylvania. I don't know. Um, but so that's like a you know pro- video production company. Um, and they had a benefit live stream. I, I can't entirely remember what it was benefiting right now, but yep. you could definitely imagine. Um, and uh, anyway, I was watching this, and then there was this one dude, the first first dude that played, I think. Um, and uh, yeah, I watched his set, followed him on Twitter, and then he was like, hey, putting out a new song. If anybody wants me to leak it to him, uh, to review or whatever so then i was like hey and so now we're gonna do that um yeah so this dude's name's james barrett uh and i don't know if this is a working title or full-on title but it's a love song in 2020 um and uh yeah it says it says 10 6 master wave so i mean (laughs) yeah probably uh says master probably a working title huh it says master so, uh, um, but yeah, that's a cool one. Oh. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Um, yeah, uh, cool track. Makes me think of like, kind of like, um, are you like, listening uh, to it right now? Yeah. Oh, okay. Are you? Nope. Oh, okay. Now I am. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Um. Makes you think of almost like a like a late two thousands y type, um, you know, uh, pop punky type, almost ballady type thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, uh, I I I'm f- gonna figure out a better way to articulate this than I did to you earlier. But earlier I said this really sounds like uh, an indie rock band who also like figured out how. Uh, the pop radio worked. Mm-hmm. 
totally. Yeah, I, <laughs> I don't, I don't know if it's the part you're trying to skip, but uh, you said something about Mumford and Sons. Yeah, and I could almost, <laughs> I could almost see that too, like something there. Uh, e yeah, so cool track. Check them out, James Barrett. Uh, I do believe there's there's more music to come, and I think that there's will be an announcement about that in the coming months. But did you get, let me see uh, if I can did find he, his Did he pay us quick. for this? Yeah. Or, no. I mean, no. Yeah. Okay, well then, I mean, yeah, I guess we can talk about, like, his new music coming out, but, like, just next time, like, don't let it happen, so. <laughs> Gotta chase that check, dude. Don't let it happen again. Um, <clears throat> Let's see. One second. I'm gonna find his Twitter. James Barrett, PA. Simple as that. Sometimes I wonder, when I make jokes like that on this podcast, like, how many people think I'm being dead serious. Yeah, a like lot I, of times I'll try to I'll try to back it up in a joke way, but you're just so quick that I can't, and then it, I think it sounds like neither of us are joking. Yeah, it. I really I really like humor like that. Anyways, uh, have you ever? I sent you. I'm gonna send you a song through Discord real quick. Okay. So recently. Uh, hmm. I came across Hot Mulligan, and only because yeah. uh, I was, like, looking for inspiration, and I was like, I haven't ever heard anything that they've done, and this was the first song I clicked on. Okay. Is this a new one? Uh, yeah, February 21st, 2020, so... Nice. Um, cool. Vocalist, pretty funny that he got ripped on on reddit the other day and then they outed the guy <laughs> yeah, which yeah. was funny to me uh-huh yeah that was funny i really like the guitar tone on this song too yeah really good mix strong strong mix there with the the guitar and bass you know what's funny this now uh do you know that band the chats that you showed me oh uh the chats yeah yeah uh the other day, I was showing RJ something, uh, Whitmer Thomas. I tried to tell you about him a while ago. He's a stand-up, but he also does, like, music. Uh, and I was showing him one of his songs, and then he was like, dude, do you know Smoko? And I was nice. like, no, I don't think I know Smoko. Nice. But then, yeah, he put it on, and I was like, oh, Smoke. That I <laughs> Smoko! <laughs> this I'm guy's Smoko, <laughs> so leave me alone. Uh -huh. This guy's voice kind of reminds me of Smoko. Really? <laughs> Yeah, just immediately putting it on the first... Just the shouting. Yeah, he is just yelling. Yeah. I wonder how he's getting away with that. Yeah. Like, yeah, can he keep that up a whole tour? That seems intense. Yeah, like, does his voice hurt? Mine would. Yeah, right. Um, But I guess I have to give you something, right, for this, this week? Yeah, that's typically how we do it. Ugh. So the thing is, haven't been listening to a lot of music. Um, right. I've been listening the to a lot of, of Spirit Box, but mm -hmm. they don't have like a like a real length record out yet. Gotcha. So I, I can't get. I'd have to like give you a collection of singles. And I, I'm not a big fan of doing that. Yeah. Uh, my phone is currently. Hold on, I gotta grab my phone because I have to like look at what I've been listening to. All right. 
let's see here. Go to my library. Interesting, 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 interesting. Nothing. Okay. Um. Uh. Whew. Let's see here. Wow, like a whole lot of nothing, actually. <clears throat> Am I searching for anything? Let's leave all this. Let's leave all this in. Yeah. Oh, you know what? You know what, actually? Mm -hmm. This is perfect. So, I feel like you could really get behind this, okay? Yeah, yeah, cool. Um, Let me just get my camera back up here real quick. Okay. Um, Toss it up. Okay, and let's just give this camera a little rotate here we're not gonna okay come on um so i was at work the other day chilling mm -hmm. as i do scoping it up and i was like you know who can fucking sing dude who's that dio okay <laughs> yeah so i was like hold on let me listen to some fucking Dio right fast. Really? Yeah. And but I was oh. like Um I was like I wanted to I wanted to listen to Dio, but I've heard Heaven and Hell like a fucking gazillion times. That's what I picture, you know, so right now vividly I can picture walking from the finished side of your basement yep. to the unfinished side of your basement where we had a practice space and then on the ground to your right, maybe about a foot to your right away from the path that we would all walk. Okay. There's a crate. Yep. And uh, with a couple records, and the one in the front was always Heaven and Hell. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. that's the best one. Um, yeah. However, probably has tons of water damage on that on that cardboard. However. Mm hmm. Great floods in that basement. Yeah, fantastic. I saved all the records for that basement. No worries. Gotcha, cool. Uh, my dad has Heaven and Hell still. I do not have it. Um, okay. He wouldn't give that one up. I think that's my dad's favorite record. Um, but Dio was in a few bands. Mm -hmm. Dio first was in Elf. Okay, okay. And that's, we're talking early 70s. Yeah, he's like a big fantasy type yeah. metal guy, right? Yeah. So he was in, he was in Elf. And then, okay. I believe is this next band, the band that we're actually mm -hmm. going to be doing, Rainbow. Mm -hmm. Okay. He was in a band called Rainbow. 1976, Rising. Okay. Is the, cool. is the album. You know what's funny? Very, like, early what they would con were calling, like, heavy metal at the time. Right, We're right, talking right. Deep Purple, Black Sabbath... Similar cool. similar vibes. Mm -hmm. Pretty different, though. You know what? I think the only reference I really have for Rainbow is um, is in an interview with Post Animal. The dude who plays bass and sings most often is wearing a Rainbow t-shirt. So we're rising, 1976. Cool yeah. art. Very cool art. Want it? It's just a fish grabbing a fucking rainbow. Yeah, and it looks incredibly metal despite how unmetal that sounds. Yeah, it's like a bunch of mountains and like like a red sky. Anyways, yeah. yeah. I listened to this 
album and I was like Dio can sing I like mm-hmm. oh he's got pipes the guy's just ripping mm-hmm. my first introduction to Dio was him in Tenacious D is that you as well of course him on the back of the on the door uh huh yeah what a cool what song what song is that that they it's the do? it's the opening one it's yeah uh, I uh, I hear you bad, bad, something bad, bad. young Jables you are hungry for the rock, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah sick dude. and then Meatloaf is his dad, dude we should do a tenacious D episode sometime yeah we should that'd be kind of sick, cool you should oh, oh speaking of how co- speaking of I got I have a oh. proposition for you off okay off mic but okay all right go ahead how cool would what. Speaking of uh, post animal, they have a new EP coming out Friday. Wow, which I'm stoked for. Maybe uh, we'll do a yeah, bonus up out, on that. That'd be cool. They put out an album in on Valentine's Day this year, and I tweeted around maybe that time. I was kind of like, I bet this is the year of post animal. I think this is the year where everybody finds out about post animal, and then uh, everything got canceled. And yeah. I don't think that's gonna happen anymore. But it is cool that in this time they've written an EP, so I'm excited for that. They've used their time wisely. Yeah. The way that we've all hoped to spend this time. Um, yeah. Anyways. All right. This has been the Nobody's Listening to This Music podcast. I've been Andrew. I've been Eric. Grazie. Grazie.